Hello and welcome to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. This is episode number 64. My name is Ismael San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. The NFL season is here. The Bucks and the Cowboys play tonight, kicking off the NFL season. I'm very excited. But before that, I got to do my NFL predictions. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to win the awards from MVP to Coach of the Year? All of that on this episode. And also, Djokovic punches his ticket to the semifinals where he will face off against Zverev. We'll touch on his game against Berrettini. He's two wins away from obtaining the Grand Slam in the calendar year. All of that on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. So the NFL season is here. We're all very excited. It should be a holiday. It's one of the best days of the year. The NFL season's back after seven long months. It is finally back. So with that being said, my NFL predictions are in the AFC, I have the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens winning their divisions and the three wildcard spots, I think it's going to be the Chargers, the Browns and the last spot is kind of iffy to, to talk about. Like there's not too many teams that really pop out in my opinion. So in my opinion, it's going to come down between the Patriots, the Colts and the Broncos for that last wildcard spot. And I think uh, I'll, I'll just go with the Colts because they made the playoffs last year. They have a nice roster. Their defense is solid. They have a nice run game. And if Carson Wentz picks it up, if he does good this year, if he has a, a kind of renaissance, then it'll be good for the Colts. And they should be able to beat out the Patriots with the rookie quarterback and the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater. So those are my teams for the AFC. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. The Chiefs with the revamped offensive line should be better they should still be the class of the AFC the Bills they just paid Josh Allen I think they only keep improving they're the number two seed the Titans with um, AJ Brown and Julio Jones as their two bookend wide receivers along with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill has been playing great I think they get the number three seed the Ravens these predictions were done before today when they lost another running back. But I just I believe in Harbaugh. I believe in the uh, former MVP, Lamar Jackson. And I think they get it done. I think they win the North. The Chargers, they're one of those teams that have a lot of talent. Derwin James is coming back. Keenan Allen is still there. They, they did get some upgrades to that offensive line. And Justin Herbert, in my opinion, is the real deal. He's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Rookie of the year last year. I think he takes another step in his second season and the Chargers make it back to the playoffs. And for the Browns, they just have a loaded roster, top to bottom, tight end, defensive end. Everywhere you look, they're pretty loaded. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I think they get a wild card spot this year. And in the NFC, top to bottom, I have the Packers, the Rams, Tampa Bay, Cowboys winning their respective divisions. And then for the wild card spot, I have the Seahawks. The Panthers and the Niners all securing wildcard spots. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Packers, 13-3 and three the last two years. Two appearances in the NFC Championship in the last two years. I think they keep that momentum going. Aaron Rodgers looked like he's back. He's completely invested in the team. And they should uh, have another good season. The Rams with Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay. I think they pushed the Packers for that number one seed, but they're just in a very tough division with the Niners and the Seahawks and even the Cardinals. So I think that's going to, you know, give the Packers the edge. Tampa Bay is bringing back all 22 starters. The 16 players that got the most snaps on the offensive side are also coming back. So I think they're going to be good, if not better. But I do have them 
um, getting that third seed. Cowboys with Dak Prescott should win the East. Um, they have the best quarterback in the division, and they have the best wide receiver room, and they probably have the best running back too. So bounce back year by Elliott, um, comeback player of the year, candidate Dak Prescott. We'll get into that later. I think the Cowboys win the East. The Seahawks, they could compete with the Rams for the NFC West, but I think they just narrowly miss out on the division championship. They're your number one wild card spot in the NFC. And the surprise to many, I think the Panthers with Sam Darnold and um, McCaffrey coming back this year, I think they get a wild card spot. I believe uh, Sam Darnold hadn't had the best of luck with the Jets, but being in a different offense, giving another chance, I think he thrives in the Panthers' offense. They have a nice plethora of weapons, so I think that will help them out. I think the Panthers sneak into the playoffs. And the Niners, uh, I think they'll go to Trey Lance at some point. And then the offense will take another step. They'll take a whole other dimension. And they will get the last uh, wild card spot, in my opinion. Some teams that narrowly missed a cut on the NFC side. I'm looking at the Washington football team and the Saints. I think the Washington football team has one of the best defense defenses in the league, if not the best. But I just, I got to see if they're going to get Fitzmagic or Fitztragic. Uh, Fitzmagic, you know, if he's playing good for the whole season, they have a chance to make the playoffs. But he hasn't been able to do that for a complete season in his whole career. So we'll see what he does um, at the age of like 37, I believe, or 38. Washington football team, that's one of the teams that that will be in the mix. And the Saints, it all depends on Jameis Winston and how good um, they get Michael Thomas, how good of a Michael Thomas they get when he comes back from injury. If Michael Thomas can make a lot of impact, help Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston doesn't turn the ball over, I think they should be in contention all the way to the end. So those are my teams that I think are going to make the playoffs. Let me know if I missed anyone, if I completely missed the mark, or if you guys agree with my picks. And for the Super Bowl prediction, I have the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. I really like what they did with that offensive line, completely rebuilt it. I think they're built to go to the, deep into the playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is still the best quarterback in the league. So I see them making the Super Bowl one more time, barring any injuries or barring any COVID scares or suspensions or whatever. And the second team for the NFC that I think is going to make the Super Bowl, I think is going to be the Packers. I think the last dance is going to be an amazing run. Um, I'm sure you guys seen those edits when Aaron Rodgers returned to the Packers and basically they were saying it will be a one-year uh, plan. Like they'll take every year, <clears throat> they'll take every year and revisit it in the offseason if he's going to stay or go. So depending if he goes or leaves, we'll see how it works out. But I think the Packers rally behind Aaron Rodgers and they have a Cinderella run to the Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers wins his second Super Bowl. That's my prediction. I think the Packers are going to be your Super Bowl champions this year. So yeah, let me know what you guys think. I know there's other people that think the Tampa Bay is going to repeat or the Chiefs are going to win. I even see people talking about the Rams possibly going all the way. There's a lot of good teams this year. I could definitely make an argument for all of those teams that I have mentioned. I even have some people say that the Browns are going to win the whole thing. That one's a little more lukewarm, in my opinion, because we'll see how good um, Baker Mayfield is. But I think Chiefs-Packers would be a great Super Bowl, in my opinion. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks ever in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, potential to be the GOAT in Patrick Mahomes. It's just, it's, they're two similar quarterbacks that just like to extend the play, 
make ridiculous throws, just eye-popping plays. Aaron Rodgers versus, you know, the modern-day Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. I hope it happens. But there's a lot of other matchups that I would be very interested to see, too. So I wouldn't be mad if it's not Chiefs versus Packers. But that's my prediction. And now let's get to the awards. <coughs> For the MVP, I have Patrick Mahomes, I think, behind that offensive line. And, uh, you know, another year with Kelsey and Hill, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes has an amazing year and he wins MVP. Offensive player of the year, I have a surprise pick. I think it's going to be Tannehill. With uh, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Kennedy, I think the offense could be elite. And Tannehill is going to make it all all, um, work together. So Tannehill is my offensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, physical specimen. I don't have to say too much. Um, he, he gets, uh, gets, uh, Dwayne, uh, he gets clowny next to him. So that should help him out. Miles Garrett is my defensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Matt Ryan has to throw the ball somewhere and, and Julio Jones is gone. Kyle Pitts should get a lot of targets. I would not be surprised if he goes over a thousand yards and over 10 touchdowns. But my asterisk is if Trey Lance is starting by week five, I think Trey Lance steals Offensive Rookie of the Year from Kyle Pitts. I think Mac Jones and obviously Trevor Lawrence are going to be there. But if Trey Lance starts by week five, I think he has a very high possibility of stealing the Offensive Rookie of the Year with that offense with Shanahan and the Niners making the playoffs, in my opinion. I think Trey Lance has a good chance of stealing Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Patrick Sertain, the second with the Broncos, they're going to have a nice defense. He looks like he's going to be a lockdown corner. Comeback player, of the J- Comeback player of the year, I think it's going to be Prescott. It's almost aforementioned that a player that just got a really ridiculous contract, one of the highest paid players in the league, playing for the Cowboys. He's going to put up gaudy numbers, has one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL. I think it's almost a log that Prescott's going to get it. But there will be competition from Derwin James and Christian McCaffrey. Both great elite players that if they play great, they could potentially steal it from Prescott. But I think uh, just playing for the Cowboys, being an American's team, being a star of Hard Knocks, you know, Prescott, I think it's Prescott's award to, to lose. And I think he has a good year and he wins comeback player of the year. And for coach of the year, I think it's going to be Sean McVay. I believe in Stafford because of his talent, because I know he got a bad draw getting drafted by the Lions. And now he gets to play with Sean McVay in that beautiful orchestrated offense in that new stadium. And I think the Rams could go deep into the playoffs. They could, they're going to win the West, in my opinion. So Sean McVay is going to win Coach of the Year. Um, that duo, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, has a lot of potential. I can't wait to see the Rams. So those are my predictions for the 2021 NFL season. Let me know what you guys think. Am I completely out of my mind? Um, I did have some, you know... Not so popular choices. Offensive player of the year, Tannehill. Uh, I have the Panthers making the playoffs. I have Kyle Pitts winning offensive rookie of the year. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm very curious to get a conversation going. Just find out what you guys uh, are thinking. What are you guys thinking right before the NFL season starts? And Djokovic defeats Berrettini in four sets. After losing the first set, 7-5, to five, he wins the last three, 6-2, 6-2, 6 And just look very dominant. Just look extremely, extremely dominant. Berrettini, to to his credit, looked very good in the first set. But after that, Djokovic took his game to another level and another level and another level. And Berrettini could not keep up. Uh, he did uh, have a press conference afterwards where he stated that 
Um, he felt good. He felt like he was doing the right things in the first set. But like I mentioned, Djokovic just kept raising his level, just kept raising his level, just kept increasing the quality of play. And Berrettini could not keep up. And he just basically conceded that, you know what, Djokovic is just better than me. He was better than me um, in the match. He's just a better tennis player than me. And, you know, that's a, that's a that must be a gut a punch to the gut to just realize that, damn, like I can't really do anything. My bag is not deep enough to defeat this guy. And I think that's that's uh that's the pressure that Djokovic puts on his opponents um in the third set. They were tied at one one. Uh Bertini had won the first set, Djokovic had won the second set, and uh Djokovic was just up a break. He was up two oh in the third set. But it just felt like Djokovic was running away with it. And the commentators even alluded to that. They were like, This this match is tied one one. And Djokovic is just up a break in the third set, and it feels like this match is over. It feels like Djokovic just completely stole the whole momentum, just completely ripped Berrettini's heart out. You could tell he, he doesn't have the best body language. He's not as composed as he was at the beginning. He doesn't have that excitement to him. And I could completely agree. It just felt like, damn, like once Djokovic gets going, it's just very, very hard to get back into the match. And uh, similar to like LeBron James, in the playoffs, a lot of people say LeBron James sometimes loses game one because it's a feel-out game. Uh, he's just seeing how you play. He's seeing how the defense is going to defend him. And then he uses game one. He, he doesn't lose it on purpose, but it's a feel-out game. He's not going like 100 miles per hour. He's kind of just, you know, letting other people do uh, dictate. He's letting his other teammates, you know, run the offense. And he's just seeing how the defense reacts. And then he kicks it up into the gear games two through seven or however long the series lasts. And I kind of think Djokovic kind of plays a match, a tennis match in that same fashion. In the first set, you know, obviously he's still trying. He's still trying to win that set. But he's not gearing up to go like full out, balls to the wall, you know, just trying to like throw everything, haymakers at his opponent. He's kind of just, you know, playing, seeing what the opponent has, seeing if he has a game plan or if he switched it up on him. And once he sees what your level is, how you're playing against him, he's just so versatile. He has so many tools in his bag that once he figures out how you're playing and he ramps it up a level in the, in the latter sets, there's nothing you could do. Or you have to be one of the all-time greats to be able to adjust on the run. And unfortunately, Berrettini, he's not one of those. And Djokovic handily beats him after winning seven games in the first set. Berrettini won seven games the rest of the way. So just complete domination by Djokovic um, once he gets it going. But he plays Severev next rematch of the Olympic semifinal. We'll see how this plays out this time. Um, I did I did predict that Djokovic would lose um, and would not win the U.S. Open. I thought uh, Severev was going to be the winner. I thought he was building momentum. He looked good in his semifinal, too. He got some breaks against the South American, but South African, I'm, I'm sorry. But I think it's going to be a good match. I'm very excited to see Severev versus Djokovic. I think uh, if Severev is like the last the last stand, if it's the field versus Djokovic, I know Medvedev is playing great, and people are saying that he has the best chance to beat Djokovic, but Djokovic swiped the floor with him in the Australian Open. So I don't know if his mental game will be there, just knowing that I already got, you know, ran off the court in a previous major. So I think Severs 
will have that confidence knowing that he was down a break, was down a set in the Olympics and came back and won against Djokovic. So he has that confidence. It was re- pretty recent, so he should still have that swagger, you know, that mojo. And he's playing good. He's playing his best tennis in the world um, in his career so far, um, in my opinion. So I think Severin has a good chance. But Berrettini was supposed to be a tougher challenge. A lot of people were saying Berrettini, Severin, Medvedev, that's going to be tough for Djokovic to go through. He handily takes care of the Berrettini. Now Severev is up. What do you guys think? I do think Severev has a decent chance of beating him. Obviously, Djokovic is the favorite, as he should be. Well, crazy statistic that I saw today is that Djokovic, this calendar year, has lost the first set nine times at majors, and he's 9-0 in all of them. So he hasn't lost. Obviously, he hasn't lost because he's won the other ones, but that's just a crazy statistic um, for him to mount those comebacks. So just alludes to my point that he kind of treats the first set as a feel-out. He's scouting you. He's seeing how you're playing. He's letting you get that false sense of security, that false sense of confidence that you could do it. And then he raises his level a notch or two, and you can't keep up, and game's done like that. But let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think Djokovic is going to complete the Grand Slam? What do you guys think of this game? It was a pretty good game in the first set, and then after that, it was all Djokovic. Um, two wins away from completing the Grand Slam. I'm very excited. Either way, it's going to be an amazing outcome. The U.S. Open has been great. A lot of surprises. So I'm very excited to see how this concludes um, on Friday, semifinal match, and then on Sunday, the final match. Let me know all your predictions, and let me know if you guys think Djokovic will get through Severev or if Severev um, can pull off the, op- the upset. But that should do it for this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. This is a short episode. I just wanted to get this before the NFL season started. Um... So yeah, NFL predictions and Djokovic. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. Continue to subscribe to the podcast and have a great rest of your day. Enjoy football.